marketing. Drunk marketing. Drunk marketing. Drunk marketing. So if last week was our 21st episode and we partied and had a really good time, yeah. this week, oh, the dancing. fittingly, is the 22nd episode where we're tired and partially hungover. Although we're not hungover, just tired. No, just tired. I wasn't really hungover this morning either. We went to, to record on Wednesdays, and so which means yesterday was a Tuesday. And we went to a concert up in Cleveland. It was a blast. We went and saw David Byrne, who's the front man from Talking Heads. Um, and the show was amazing. One of the more innovative concerts I'd ever seen. It I was mean, like performance art. It was yeah. a concert and performance art yeah. at the same time. It was, it was awesome. Like at least te- 10 musicians on stage at all times. Every single song was choreographed. They were all playing instruments as well as dancing and um, sometimes even singing too. So it a was... A mix of like original, like not original, but like new... Um, new yeah, album he didn't releases. Just, he and didn't like just some, play his new stuff. He played the hits, talking too. Talking you know? hits, yeah. So, which I was happy to see. I mean, I, like I said, I never thought I would see Once in a Lifetime live um, by a person who was... It was a Once in a Lifetime experience. Yeah, exactly. Letting the days go by. It was probably better <laughs> than my time that I saw... Um, was it Charlie Daniels band? What's the name of the band that sings? No, no Leonard Skinner. Oh. And I yelled... I got to yell, play Freebird. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> It was like the first time, first and only time in my life that I had the opportunity to yell, play Freebird to the band that actually played Freebird. Yeah. Well, that's, that's fun too. But yeah, it was a really great show. It was was awesome. But it was up in Cleveland and we didn't get home. Which is an hour away for people who aren't from. Yeah. It's like an hour from us, which is like doable. The problem is you sit in the parking lot for like Tuesday night for a little bit afterwards and then you have to make that hour long drive back and then you gotta wake up and go to work in the morning Yes, it was my birthday yesterday, oh, yeah. <laughs> too. Obviously, that's what... Duh. Yeah, so we were celebrating Chelsea's birthday up at the up the concert, which um, turned out to be really good, and that was a fun night um, for all of us involved. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, waking up this morning was was tough. I don't know about you, but I, I was struggling to get out of bed. I had a solid six, you know. I don't, I don't sleep like you yeah. <laughs> sleep. Um, so I was cool, but... I was a little slow going this morning, maybe. No, I don't, I don't think I was. I don't remember. But, no, I felt good. I feel good now. Um, kind of caught a second wind, I feel like, which is probably going to be detrimental to my sleep tonight. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I. Well, now we're drinking the... the we're back to the Deep Eddie's grapefruit. We combined it with some sort of grapefruit seltzer. Um, yeah, and it's a double grapefruit. It's really strong. Yeah, it's I'm going to have heartburn tonight. Yeah, it's a, lot, it's a lot of grapefruit. So there's that. Um, we did, I think we did the same thing with LaCroix and I don't remember being as bad. I don't know what brand this seltzer is that you got. I got it from Earth Fair because it's the, the grocery store in between my place and your place. Yeah. And so you always, we always end up spending way more money than we need to. Yeah, you can't just go to like the normal grocery store. The fucking fancy, the fancy grocery store. They came in like these like tiny glass bottles and the one, like the size that I got was enough for like. To fill up both of our drinks and there and no more. There'll be no more grapefruit or grapefruit uh, seltzer water, club soda. So, but it was next to the club soda. It was like club soda and then this grapefruit, like soda water or whatever it was, or seltzer. Probably and it wasn't sweetened or anything, but 
It's just really, yeah, it's, there's an intense grapefruit. Yeah. And I'm wearing grapefruit lip balm right now. So just like the added. Yeah. And more on that later, I think. Grapefruit. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely going to talk about that. (laughs) So tonight's topic is, uh, I was thinking about it earlier today and I don't know how it really, really came to me. We're kind of straining for a topic and, but I guess last night, you know, they ended that, the show with like a cover of someone who I'd never heard the song, but it was like, say their name. And they were like, Tamir Rice, say her name, say their name. And, uh, you know, all these yeah. other people who were killed by yeah, police. Trayvon. Trayvon Martin and Emmett Till and um, stuff like that. So it's kind of socially conscious. And David Byrne gave a speech um, earlier in the night about voting and how young people need to go out and vote. And was giving some statistics and shouting out Headcount, which is my friend's organization who registers people to vote at, the, at concerts and festivals. Um, so, you know, it was kind of a... Well, and we saw like an equally, although conversely sad statistic of yesterday. Also, there was a special election in our town, um, right. or in our county, yeah. and fourteen only fourteen percent of registered voters. Now, granted, it was one like where we were. It was the only thing that was on there was, was a, one was issue, a, yeah. one issue, which was a tax levy. Um, and only fourteen percent of registered voters showed up, and it failed. Um, which sucks because it was like a mental health in schools and yeah it did it just suck. sucked and like the only people that vote those things down are olds and the olds come out to vote oh for the old things. yeah like, I did and every time I go to vote like they always are like thanks for voting and I'm like thanks for volunteering and they always look astonished that I say that to them because they yeah. are like the people that work in the polling places are volunteers right. and they obviously care about where they're just bored I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that they're there and they you know. They give you the sticker, and you're like, yeah, I want my sticker. They ask, like, do you want your sticker? I'm like, of course oh, I want I didn't, my sticker. I didn't get asked. They just, like, hand, handed it to me, so. Yeah, they asked me. And they changed my polling, like, my polling place is the same, but they changed the setup, so you go in a different door now. Oh, no. And, yeah, was it a, maybe it was just for that one election, because normally they have it broken down. Like, there's two districts in my one, like, or two wards, I don't know what they're called, mm-hmm. in my, like, polling place. So, like, if you're in 21 or whatever, you go into the one side, and if you're in 18, you go on the other side. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing out random numbers. I don't know what they are. There's sometimes, like, nine in mine, and you have to go to, like, you have to know which one you're in. Yeah, if you're There's not different first, tables. Yeah, if it's your first time, you don't but know. But this time, they all just had us, like, all nine of them went to one table, because they knew only, like, two people were coming that day. Yeah, that's how, <laughs> I mean, that's how mine was, too. Maybe that's why it was They like consol- They consolidated. And they didn't need to break down the districts, either, like, for the right, yeah. names. It was just... So, it's all electronic too. There was no uh, binder. Yeah, yeah. It's, I signed an iPad. Moving forward, <laughs> yeah, easier, so much easier for Russia to hack. Um, <laughs> so anyway, there was a, a lot of socially conscious, socially conscious stuff happening, and I thought about socially conscious marketing, and I kind of said to Chelsea, and she's like, "Give me an idea of what you think that is," and I was like, "Well, you know, one of the first things is." you have to be transparent. Like, people aren't going to fall for, like, tricks and lies and stuff anymore. Like, they're super... Consumers are super savvy, and, like, they even know some of the marketing terminology and stuff like that these days. Like, people talk about content... switch. ...content all the time and stuff like that, and and it's kind of, like, normalized. So, like, if you're a brand who's, you know, it seems deceiving, like, people are going to, like, be able to sniff that out real quick rather than, like, even, like, 10 years ago or something like that. Um, so, you know... There's that side of it is that the consumers are a lot more savvy. So you have to be conscious of like being transparent and upfront with them because they're going to be able to call you out and not respect your band if you're not. Um, 
And, you know, you have to make sure the experience is, my other thought of socially conscious was making sure the experience is healthy for uh, customers and consumers and users and stuff like that, which I know is a big thing that Facebook is trying to do and Instagram. Instagram, I saw just released an app update that was like, you can basically set a time of like, I want to spend an hour a day on Instagram. And once you've hit that time limit, it will send you an alert like, hey, you've hit this time limit on Instagram. And so you can like basically tune out. So they're trying to make it like, they're like, we want your time on Instagram. Facebook owns Instagram. They're doing the same thing on Facebook platform where they're like, we want you to have a positive experience here. We don't want this to like give you anxiety or like contribute to negative feelings and stuff like that. So they're working really hard on that. I mean, to some avail, uh, you know, Facebook's in the news negatively a lot. But we just talked about last week that like Mars being the same size as the moon thing. And there were the three fact check articles underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they're trying to make good on some yeah. of the issues. Yes, they're, I give them credit, and they're trying really hard. And those were kind of the first two things I thought about. I was, like, being good to consumers and, you know, making sure that your experience is healthy for them and you're giving them um, the best the best experience um, because you care about your consumers, and that's, that's evident to them, which is good and important in marketing. But I think when I started thinking about socially conscious marketing, too, is, and I was reading up on some stuff, and I think you might have went here a little bit, too, it's more like there's that side, but then there's also making sure that your brand is socially conscious. So like you're supporting good causes, your product is right. green and stuff like that. Um, so, yes. you know, there's that side too. So I immediately thought about like, you know, I had to go back to old notes, which I believe was our third episode where we mm-hmm. talked about Ben and Jerry's um, pretty aggressively <laughs> from a brand standpoint, not just a socially conscious brand standpoint, but... As a brand, um, we threw out some statistics there, but something that you talked or said earlier just a few minutes ago when you were first saying, talking about the topic um, as far as people doing research on brands that maybe align with their values Mm -hmm. or to make sure that they're saying, you know, walking the talk, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have a statistic because, you know, I like to always find a random statistic to throw out there. Mm -hmm. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I found actually a really cool infographic, and I will give credit to this infographic. It's the Cone Communications Brand and Social Activism um, Key Insights, um, which is consumer – no, it's not. It's Corporate Social Responsibility Study in, from 2017. So I'll put a link to that somewhere, and someday when we have a place that we decide to put links, one yeah, of these days. We'll drop the ball on the website. Sorry, guys. So, <laughs> no, but it says that 65% of Americans say when a company takes a stand on social or environmental issues, they will do research to see if it's being authentic. Mm. So if you're seeing that, you know, you know, Tom's, I know we're going to talk about Tom's later, like, that they truly are donating the shoes, like their one-for-one program where you buy a sh- pair of mm-hmm. shoes and they're also donating a pair of shoes, um, that, that they're actually doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then additionally, 76% of millennials will do research. Um, so that's 10% more than um, the average. The general um, population. Yeah, yeah, population who is actually. So that's great. Like, yeah, we're doing it. That, <laughs> Yeah, like. I mean, and I look at it too more just being like generational, generationally savvy. Like my, you know, my parents are fairly. Oh uh, yeah, because we have the like we have the means as young people. Like I grew up using computers and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm just and thinking, like my like, parents were not necessarily like my mom now checks Snopes before she shares things. Thank 
thank everybody. <laughs> all to thank all the gods and all the things. But it took her a while before you were like, you know, how many times you're like, mom, seriously, that's like, just please check Snopes before you share this ridiculous thing. Um, Classic old zone Facebook. Yeah, but I mean, I thought that was interesting as far as like, you know, for a while it was you could kind of blow smoke for a brands were, were doing sure, that. Sure, we're doing it. And yeah, and there well, was that's, you know, and that's kind of not a great way to, is, is being, to check that. Yeah, being transparent and not being deceptive about, even if you you say you're supporting a cause, like support that damn cause. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I do have lots of, um, I found so many good statistics in this infographic. I was really excited about it. I love a good infographic. Oh, yeah. Um, and there was a podcast link to it that I didn't listen to because I was not in the space to listen to a podcast today. It's fair. Um, and then you could download the the full report. So wow, um, every like the the source where I found this statistic on, which was actually a statistic that was in another article that I was reading um, on the topic today. But then once I found this, and I was like, oh, this is the only thing I need in life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to, to, to go really, you're really stuff. hyping up this statistic, so I'm, I'm ready. Well, I'm ready to hear it. You know, how I feel about them. Whatever. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so from a culture standpoint, I don't know what other notes you have, but. Um, I was actually just thinking back to, again, other things we've talked about from a topic standpoint, which was like, again, might, might as well just give the, the free press Mettler Toledo. We talked about like their core values and how they had those core values posted all over the building and the employees bought into those core values, not bought into because it was like some fad or a thing, but it was like, mm -hmm. they really aligned themselves with those core values. Mm -hmm. And when you have the right people in place within your organization, you're going to always have your best foot forward. So it kind of goes back to culture of the company. Um, people want to work for socially conscious companies. People want to work for companies that they know they can trust or they don't have to kind of be ashamed to admit that they're working for. Right, yeah. Um, well, I work for Monsanto. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it, it brings with an M. It ends with an O. And it's not, and and it's not Murano. And I'm a food chemist. <laughs> right so i don't want to get into gmos although i did mention like just in ways to connect to your audience the things that people um you know like some of the causes that brands are like are touting these days um i think maybe just because that's more of the space that i'm in personally so it doesn't necessarily have to be a part of a liberal agenda but um things like uh brand that offers recycled, pa recycled packaging uh, when they ship their products or using less packaging materials um, overall. Um, I was actually thinking about my parents <laughs> when we went to Fatheads. Like, so my birthday, we were talking about my birthday being yesterday. My parents came to town over the weekend and we went out to dinner and my parents bought those, um, I don't even know what, what they were. There was like some bracelet and they donated to some campaign and they got these like free bracelets. So they have these matching bracelets. Oh my gosh. Of course, of course they, they do. Of course they do. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of they course do. their parents have matching bracelets. But the lady, we went to Fatheads Brewing for dinner and the, she put our waters down and she was like, started to put the, pull the straws out. And they were like the plant kind of wrapped in clear plastic. Yeah. And my dad like held up his wrist and pointed to his bracelets and he was like, we don't have straws. We are protecting the sea turtles and oh the oceans. And he has like a green one for sea turtles and the um, blue ones about like ocean plastic waste. And they've donated to these campaigns. It was like, I remember seeing on Facebook, like the ads I've never, for them. I've never seen that. 
Yeah, so they got these free. It wasn't like that Provita or something. I can't remember the name of the brand. Um, I don't know, but they have these bracelets that, like, you know, it's their kind of outward symbol that's like, hey, we care about sea turtles and plastic in the ocean. But I thought it was cool that they like. I don't know that my parents. I've never thought of my parents because, like, they're the type of people who like activists like that. They don't. I mean, they're no activists in a huge way, but never on environmental. Environmental, yeah. Yeah, like they don't have recycling in their neighborhood, and they don't go out of their way to recycle. Yeah, but they're at least trying to like eliminate their carbon footprint in some ways. I guess when you're in your sixties, you just like like meh. You're trying with like baby (laughs) steps, but I I thought it was pretty adorable that they, um, you know, turned down straws at a restaurant yeah. and um they have these bracelets to to show that they're yeah they're like look <laughs> they care a little bit at see least this right here waiter named jim they're trying <laughs> no the waitress was actually super excited she's like oh i'm so glad that you guys turned on straws i hate that i even have to offer them nice yeah so it was kind of oh, yeah. like we'll have to go back to fatheads then and talk to that waitress yeah That's awesome. only get that waitress um yeah. but like things like products that don't have you know labeling with products that don't have gmos in them right um, and then again, talking about like brands that offer like the BOGOs, like Tom's Pizza BOGO, which I had sadly learned that Pizza BOGO does not mean that you buy one pizza, you get one free. Damn. It's that you buy one pizza and then the get one goes to support, um, I forget what the cause is, but some kind of overseas. Hungry people or something. Yeah. And then like Warby Parker as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has the buy a pair, give a pair program. So there's, you're seeing a lot more brands. Um, and I even wanted, I wrote a few down as well, and I had Tom's at the top of my list, but I had Stella Artois, because they have the uh, Matt Damon commercials with the cha- the Stella chalices, and oh, yeah. they, when you buy a chalice, they put money towards clean water in Africa. Um, I didn't and, know that and they're Yeah, and they're really, they're really super into supporting, like, the Clean Water Initiative and, like, getting all the entire world access to clean water. And even on a smaller scale, like... I have to think of my own work right now. I mean, we have these stomp out breast cancer formats that we made sure. that were, I think I talked about on a recent episode, but I mean, you know, small scale, like I'm not making, like not getting clean water for thousands of people in Africa, but you know, one but or you're two. aligning yourself with a social cause that people care about and exactly. that gives your brand a level of like your, your compassionate brand, you're trustworthy, you right. care more than just and about I, the bottom line. Exactly. And I mean, it says a lot. Talk to the, the people on sales calls, and I was like, take these, if you go on a sales call or something like that, take this uh, trifold brochure on this breast cancer floor, awareness floor mat that we're doing and talk to them about it because that's a You've powerful... You've almost sold out. Like, exactly. We had run, we, yeah, so. exactly. We bought 200 and we're almost sold out already, and that was like a week and a half, so we had to order more. Um which is awesome. But yeah, even on on sales meetings and stuff, so I was like, take these and talk to them about it because that's an immediate like leg up on the competition for us too. Like we're doing great things. So like, you know, and that's, and that's a big reason, like, you know, companies, <laughs> as much as we want to think that companies are like, you know, altruistic and like really want all these things to be good and true. And they probably really believe in these causes. There's also that motivating factor of like set, setting yourself apart, like Stellar Artois versus Miller Lite or something like that. Maybe... Well, light isn't doing anything about clean water, so... I don't know that. Did you confirm that? No, but I'm just... It was hypothetical, like... Or, like, Tom's versus, uh... Like, Bob's. Like, Skechers or something like that. Yeah, Skechers like that. has Bob's. Yeah, so... I don't know what Skechers is doing. Again, Skechers, we don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe Bob's is... Yeah, I'm just saying, like, hypothetically. But it's something that helps you as a brand. I'm just covering our asses right now. Yeah, in case anyone ever decides to sponsor <laughs> us. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe I'll charge rentware for every mention. No, I'm just saying I'm being socially <laughs> conscious marketers by making yes. sure that we're not referring to well, yeah, one brand I don't over wanna, another. I don't wanna, yeah, I don't want to. So, you know, Company X has this really awesome initiative where they're like saving sea turtles with straws, and Company Y doesn't care about that and they don't have any awesome initiatives like you're really setting yourself apart in the eyes of consumers especially people who believe in a cause especially if that cause is pretty universal like no one's gonna be like man sea turtles like i don't want those things living (laughs) you never know you never know but like heart-wrenching video (laughs) of this guy in australia and he found a sea turtle on the beach and it had like um fishing like uh net line wrapped around its one fin and then there was a water bottle attached to it and he and his buddy had to like get it out and they were trying to cut the they like found they're like if we could just cut this one piece but it was like that really thick nylon line um and like the guy was like i've got a lighter in my car and like they went and like got the lighter from the car and they were like trying to get the turtle like and they finally got this one piece off that allowed them to unravel Unravel. the whole thing like that you know but it was like just the whole like the the end is just like this video this guy's like fucking pick up your trash yeah he's you know he had an australian accent so it sounded better but you know it's just like this viral video of this guy that discovered a sea turtle but that's like you know that's he wasn't necessarily selling a product or anything could have just I don't know, promoted Bic lighters at that point. <laughs> like, <laughs> he used a Bic lighter to save the sea turtle. Um, but it was, but it was like, I don't know, like they, we talk about like how we protect um, like turtle legs and the place where I go on vacation um, mm-hmm. for Island, they have all these sea turtle like preservation things where they, nice. they have them like on the beaches, they have them like marked off. You're not allowed to walk near them, mm-hmm. like where they lay their eggs and everything. So yeah, my, my aunt down in uh, the Tampa Clearwater area of Florida is super into like protecting sea turtles, and they do it. They have sea turtles out on their beaches. They live on the beach, and they do that. And then my friend Kyle, who I can't believe I've never talked about on this podcast before, but he went down to Costa Rica one year for a couple weeks and did the same thing. Basically, volunteered with an organization down there to save sea turtles and protect the ones that are walking. You know, because like the birth of sea turtles is crazy. You see it in all the nature documentaries. Yeah, I and don't they walk. They walk down to the beach, so. Anyway, there's an off-topic little rant about sea turtles. I don't want to give away Fripp Island. It's like the best vacation spot in the world, but it's also a nature and wildlife preserve. So it's so cool. Like when you're there, you're like, sure, there's golf courses and you're on the ocean. There's pools. There's Mm -hmm. like pretty much a whole... I know you're trying to sell me on Fripp Island right now. (laughs) I love Fripp Island so much. Um, No, but there's like all these great things to do there, but it's uh, I I think the coolest thing about it is that it's a wildlife preserve and like there's just... Like, you walk out of your door and there's just deer hanging out. And yeah, it's badass. There's alligators. Like, Well, and that's, you know, that's a cause that you align with. And then you go and spend money at Fripp Island because they care about that stuff, too. So, I mean, it kind of all fits back into, like, brands and companies and stuff like that. Um, aligning with social causes and then also consumers choosing to align with those brands because of those social causes. So Yeah. Do you want me to hit some stats before we go any deeper into things, or do you have something that you want to talk about? No, I think I've hit the end of my notes. So, <laughs> right, so Connor's exhausted his notes. We've talked about oh, Wait, I journals. have a final point that I want to make, but I'll make that at the end. Okay. <laughs> so I just kind of want to go down some of the items that I starred on this infographic that I found. Um, so, blah, 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 blah. Um, 
the stats as being a responsible company is about more than just good business operations, which we already talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, 70% of Americans believe companies have an obligation to take actions to improve issues that may not be relevant to their everyday business. Mm. So again, like RentWare, you were talking about the breast cancer awareness mats. Like Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily something that ties floor mats or uniform rentals to yeah, breast not, cancer awareness. Like, but, relevant, but yeah. Yeah, but you've tied yourself to a cause that is relevant, that people mm-hmm. truly care about, and you're doing something because you offer a product and service that people need. Um, right. You know, you're just... Yeah, exactly. So tying, tying that back into, well, breast cancer has nothing to do with floor mats, like we tied those two together and... Um, you know, chose a cause that, that's meaningful to us and they're kind of worked. So, yeah. So this next one is pretty much just saying that Americans want companies to speak up for issues that are near and dear to their hearts. Um, 78% of Americans believe that it's important for companies to stand up for important social justice issues. Um, so there's a whole The list. problem is that like in, of that 78, like whatever half of 78 is say that their social justice issues are here. And then the other seven, the other half of the seventy-eight say that the social justice issues are over here. Well, so then you get into like a, a, a clammy situation. Or but something. this is so like it says Americans expect companies to support these hot bus button issues. And I'm reading the statistic. I'm not. Yeah, no, that's. I'm, that's I'm fine. not making a point. Ninety-four um, percent um, expect companies to support domestic job growth, which you can hear yeah. on other side of the aisle. Um, 87% racial equality, 84% women's rights, 81% cost of higher education, 78% immigration, 76% climate change, 65% gun control, and 64% LGBTQ rights. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm down with those stats. <laughs> yeah, I am too. And then 73% would stop purchasing from a company that shared a different perspective on these issues, which actually made me think about Ben & Jerry's, where we talked about... You know, sometimes that you would lose. I found my notes here. Um, I went back and found my notes from that was like episode one or something, right? It was episode three. Three, yeah. Yeah, they said that fifty percent. Yeah, if you take a stance, you lose fifty percent of. You could lose fifty percent. This was on immigrant rights, Mm -hmm. um, but they lost fifty percent of their market share. But it it made the other fifty percent three times as likely to buy. Yeah. Um, so at the oh, end of yeah, the day, yeah. they were like, you know, coming out ahead in that respect. We already talked about yeah, this. Yeah, it's a super powerful stat. I think I've talked to, like, back when I was at the agency, I remember talking to companies about that and be like, oh, you know, if this woman is super racist who don- donates to you, um, it might not be the worst thing in the world to be like, hey, we don't want your money because you're super racist. Like, you might be able to, like, right. pull in some other people um, from that. So... Yeah, I think that's that's a super powerful statistic is that, like, if you take a stand that, like, people really start to back you even if you lose a couple other people. So, right. super cool. Um, this is ones Americans are willing to reward or punish based on company values and actions. So, 87% would purchase a product because that company stood up or advocated for an issue that they cared about. I know a ton of people who subscribed to the New York Times after, like, Trump got elected and said, like, fake New York Times. Right. You know, and then, like, people on the other side of the aisle were like, well, hell, like, I haven't had a newspaper subscription in years, but now I'm going to sign up for the New York Times. Right. And then 76% would refuse to purchase from a company's products or services upon learning that it is supported, it is supported an issue contrary to their beliefs. Yeah. Um, There's probably people on the other side of the aisle who unsubscribe from the New York Times, so... (laughs) Right, or, like, you know, 
back to GMOs, like mm-hmm. you've got like some people that just don't care about like that, and they well are okay with Monsanto or they're okay with mm-hmm. um, buying a product. Subway um, buns. We cut, that part. we cut that part out. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. That, I, mean, I guess I wasn't surprised that that was lower. That they would stop supporting than the people who would support start supporting. Start supporting. Well, and um, you know, that's hard. Like you, like, if, like your tried and true things that you just love. Like, you're like, oh, I just can't quit you, Amazon. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's. I mean, there's that percentage. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, even, like, I eat Chick-fil-A a fair amount, and they're not behind gay rights, like, which I, I do support gay rights, but, I mean, their chicken sandwich is really good, so. <laughs> I um, I also feel the same way about, I don't love Chick-fil-A to start, but I've kind of, like, tried to not go there when my kids really like um, Chick-fil-A. And of course chi- I do. I like their chicken nuggets. Yeah, they're um, good. And our school, like... <laughs> Again, even though, like, they don't necessarily, like, certain social issues don't align with my necessarily, like, some of my personal values, they also donate to, like, they do those Dime to Donate events where, like, our school can go. Oh, the school can get them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, at the same, like, you know, they're supporting our school, so it's kind of like this double-edged sort of, like, well, I, you know, I want to go and support the school, but then you're like, okay, well, really, like, the percentage that's going to the school, if I just, like, if I buy a meal for my two kids and myself and it's like I don't know twenty dollars and they're giving ten percent like muscles well give two dollars to the school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like the one time our school they did this there's this place called Five Below. It's where I found those strawberry puffs. The trolley strawberry puffs. Mm-hmm. We talked about those in one of the previous episodes. I know we found we found them. We that found was them. another we really didn't talk about them. That was another really early episode where we were talking about strawberry puffs. We tried to find them. I swear I went I think to- I posted them on social media at some point. Maybe we did on either on I the, I tweeted it, but I think I shared it, it as drunk marketing okay, later. Okay, okay. But yeah, I swear the day like after we recorded that episode, I went from gas station to convenience store to CVS to Walgreens to gas station and I could not find these anywhere. And I could not believe that you found them at five below. That's I such could, a, and like, that's like a off the wall. That I would never like, go to and my daughter yeah. was like she had five dollars, like she'd done five dollars for something and she was like, I wanna go to five below and I was like oh, Gosh, that place is just like junk. We don't need junk. Right. And they don't like junk. I walked into Five Below and like they do have this gigantic, like two whole aisles of candy. It's amazing. It's amazing. All right. I mean, and it's right next to it's right next to World Market too, right? So you could you could pop over for some cultural products and then just like pop in for oh okay yeah afterwards. That plaza is getting better. We're talking about a plaza that not a lot of listeners probably know about, but you know, I like that. That plaza is getting a little better. It's got the Chick Fil A, it's got the Canes now, it's got the Five Below, Fresh Time, and World Market. So that's true. But anyway, yeah. So I went to that Five Below, but my school also had that same thing. It was like Five Below. It was Christmas time. Mm -hmm. It was like if you go to Five Below, they were gonna. I think it was ten percent of the sales. And so I went, I was like, oh, that's a good, like, you know, I'll get some stocking stuffers. And I ended up sending $70 or something ridiculous and, like, stocking stuffers and, like, little, like, chachi shit things for my kids and for, like, family members. Like, and I was like, shit, I could have just given $7 to the damn school. Yeah, exactly. In a day. But instead I spent 70 freaking dollars in five below because I had this paper that said that they would give 10% to my school. Oh, my so gosh. I, like, I'm such a sucker for stuff like that. So I can't, you know. That's just me. I'm not going to, it's not going to change. I'm a sucker it's, for marketing. Damn it. That's like, I, I went to the party store um, with. Well, the party store is also in yeah, that plaza. Yeah, it's right in that plaza. And 
<laughs> an old coworker, a current coworker of yours, but Molly, when we were getting prizes for Mixer Madness, and oh, like yeah. the winner of Mixer Madness was going to get like an 80s prize. And we ended up spending, like, 50 bucks on these stupid, like, we bought a bunch of Rubik's Cubes and, like, random-ass 80s things. Yeah. By the end, I was like, well, well. <laughs> and I'm like, Over you, budget on this one. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just end up spending more at those little stores. But yeah, no five wonder below, that. No one. wonder that one got canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think the over budget was the problem on that one. No, I don't either. Maybe it was, though, and they were just, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so... Back to the list. Um, I guess I was just going to talk about some of my favorites. Um, or necessarily favorites, but some that kind of led the charge. Um, my first was Burt's Bees, which <laughs> I'm a big fan of. Um, I've got this Burt's Bees chapstick right here. And she's putting on the chapstick right now. Yeah, right now. Can you hear me? It's not a video, so it doesn't really matter, but she's, she's doing it for effect. I said, can you hear me? But I was like, can you hear me? Because it was, because I was putting on the, I wanted people to know that I'm putting on the chapstick. Yeah. Um, but Burt's Bees chapstick. Um, this is the pink grapefruit, which is probably not the best option right with now. The super with super strong all grapefruit, of the grapefruit that we're, we're, that we're just... But they were one of the first brands. Um, they actually developed the national standard for personal care products. Um, they defined what constituted a natural product. And I remember, like, even in high school, like, I was in high school, I think, when Burt's Bees came out. Mm-hmm. And it was like the first time that you you found like natural products, and I was kind of like an early early adapter of like the hippie lifestyle. <laughs> Chelsea like, had dreadlocks at one point, or almost had dreadlocks. Uh, yeah, it was a fun time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I had yeah, I was like I was into the natural life. Um, my dad called me like the granola kid. <laughs> he was like, yeah, she's my granola daughter. <laughs> I don't know. I just always called me like the granola, like. He, like, refers to, like, people who don't wear makeup and, like, wear gauzy skirts as granola. He's just going to go to a fish show. It's just all granola Yeah, everywhere. it's just 100% granola. I guess he just associates, like, people who eat granola with hippies. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, damn, hippies eating all that Fucking granola. Granola eating fucks. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, they're like, there's too much sugar in that granola. Is it yeah. of honey? Is it made with honey? Is it local? Oh, God. I love local honey. Oh, gosh. I do, too. It's good for allergies, too. It is good for allergies. But anyway, Burt's Bees, so they were just, you know, one of the early adopters. Also, their packaging is all recyclable. It's sustainable. Um, They, you know, they walk the talk. And you can see that they've not sold out to, like, Maybelline or another, like, larger corporate brand. Um, And even, actually, I was kind of, like, thinking back to Ben & Jerry's, who did get purchased by I can't remember what brand it was but it's like a larger food manufacturing brand um but like it was under the caveat that they were going to still maintain this certain level or percentage of their funds being donated mm-hmm. um to these social causes um I talked about Ben and Jerry's and one of the actually my last note that I want to talk about Surprisingly, I only have one last note. Oh, yeah. Um, on causes, <laughs> I, I mean, there's a lot of other brands. Like, you know, we sure. talked about yeah. Tom's. We talked about Warby Parker. We talked about whatever. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a brand like you think about a brand, like a product that you buy every day. Um, but I was thinking about Harry Potter, which I'm not surprised that I like Harry Potter. <laughs> You're always thinking about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am always thinking about Harry Potter. But I was thinking about J.K. Rowling and, um, you know, as the author of 
the Harry Potter series. It was just her birthday as well, by the way. So happy birthday. Happy birthday, JK. JK and Harry. They had the same birthday. Harry Potter's birthday in the book is also JK mm. Rowling's birthday in real life. Little tidbit if you didn't know that already. Harry Potter fans. Definitely. I did not I did not know that. Yeah, Harry so. Potter fans knew that. They were like I've read all the books and seen all the movies. So all right. Right. And now you've seen Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. And also Fantastic Four. <laughs> anyway. I saw that one in theaters. Yikes. <laughs> it was not a good movie. But Harry but Potter. A- <laughs> back to Harry Potter. Um, while the books themselves, you know, they kind of lend themselves to like a liberal agenda, if you think it, not liberal agenda, but, um, I was just shaking my head thinking, goddamn liberals. You'll hear, you know, like, you know, people talk about like the resistance and people fighting like this ultimate evil. And you hear like a lot of similarities to like people fighting Trump. They're like, Hey, you know, we thought this story was supposed to be fake, but here we are in real life. Yeah, <laughs> like when and I res- don't have magic powers. The resistance what the hell? is real. We're like fighting this ultimate evil, <laughs> and we don't know what to do. But J.K. Rowling on Twitter is just a fucking nightmare. Yeah, she'll come in hot. Us. She does yeah. come in hot, and I love it. Like, and people try to troll her, and she comes back with like these. I was I meant it's to, so like, hard to look troll an author. Like, like she's like right, she's a, a writer. writer. Like <laughs> yeah, but like, and she's behind so many causes. Like she's all for LGBTQ rights. Um, she's all about like mental health because she suffered from depression and like she gets all of these causes mental and people health. will start start to you know again people start to troll her about things and she says the best co- she has if you don't follow yeah, J.K. Rowling will, on Twitter already she will roast she's so fucking fire. hard yeah and I might I mentally like, go on my phone and look up some um, examples of times that J.K. actually. Um, Rose to people, but I didn't get around to that. So sorry, everyone. But feel free if you to just go to Twitter yeah, I, yeah. and search J.K. Rowling. I can't and, think of anything off the top of my head, but I know that I've seen like viral tweets from J.K. Rowling where she's just like burning people. Like, yeah, it's quote uh, tweet and just burn. Yeah, it's like, amazing. It's it's so amazing. But as a brand, like again, that's your social, you know, your social cause. You're you know maybe a little bit younger. You didn't grow up reading Harry Potter or. You know, it wasn't shoved down your throat or you just don't love <laughs> the idea of magic and fantasy and excitement and the best people who care about everybody on earth and people that maybe you want to wish that you were magic too. Not speaking from experience. Yes, it's, all right, all right. <laughs> you can come down off the soapbox. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but no, but like maybe you didn't know the body of her work, but you saw this tweet and you're like, oh, like, I heard about these books, I see this lady, and you're like, oh, I'm going to read these books now. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's continuing to kind of, like, outside of the fact that she also is writing additional, helping to write the further Fantastic Beasts movies, which there's a new one coming out in November, I'm pretty excited about. Um, Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> I don't know where to find them, the Crimes of Grindelwald. But, um, yeah, so JK, like, Harry Potter as a brand... Um, J.K. Rowling does an awesome job of standing behind causes, again, that are very near and dear to my heart um, and things that I think are important, um, and I align with her and her causes. And if she took a separate stance, like, I might find myself having a hard time. Like, you know, I might have to turn to my Hufflepuff scarf. I don't know. I don't want to have to. But, like, if all of a sudden she came out in support of Trump and, like, whatever else is – 
horrible in the world right now. And she was like, I love Russian hacking and I'm all for about <laughs> Russian hacking. Like, I think that we <laughs> should like ban all the things that are right with the world. And like, let's give everyone guns and straws and just fucked sea turtles. I'd be like, Whoa, I don't know that I can read Harry Potter. Like, I don't know. I don't right. know how I'd feel about that. Um, but because she aligns with things that are important to me from a social standpoint, like I, I'm not gonna, you know, I I love the series maybe even more. Or she's a person, or you know, well, you know, you it's so much easier. You love the series already, and then you find out that the author is someone who you feel like you could be friends with, um, and that makes it even more lovely. Let me know, J.K. I'll give you yeah. my number. Yeah, exactly. DM me. Well, and that's, you know, that's that's the same thing with Ben and Jerry's. There's probably someone who's eating their ice cream for 10 years and never even thought about their social stance, and they came out and supported... And podcast. Well, that, or they found <laughs> out that uh, Ben and Jerry's, like, came out in support of, like, stopping climate change. They're like, holy shit, like, I already eat Ben and Jerry's, but now I'm super pumped when I eat it. Like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you love... I thought you were going the other way. I thought you were going, like, people ate it all these years and then just realized... No, that, no, like, no. Saying, well, with you, with J.K. Rowling, like you probably when you started reading Harry Potter books, you probably didn't know a ton about J.K. Rowling. Like, no, absolutely like you not. just knew that she wrote books that you liked. You I know? was in middle like, school, right? So <laughs> I was, not in middle I was gonna school. say I was in elementary school, so I don't know how that lines up, but we'll figure that out. We'll do that math. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, anyway, I think my one my one last point that I had in the notes kind of gets back to the. The initial points I was making about being a conscious marketer for your consumers, and it's kind of focus on your customers' needs and solve them in a positive way. So if you're solving your customers' needs not by, like, I have a sick dog, but you're healing their dog, not killing their dog, and at the same time you're donating well, nobody's to... Nobody's going to want anybody to kill dogs. No, but I'm saying, like, their their need is solved if the dog's sad. Like, the dog isn't sick anymore, but they also don't have a dog, so that's a negative outcome. But then if you heal their dog, then it's positive. But then, on top of that, if you're also donating to the ASPCA, it's the SPCA. I keep putting A in front of it. It's just SPCA. Oh, it's the ASPCA. Animal yeah. something PCA. Yeah, PDA. No, it's ASPCA. My sister, so we talked about that because we talked about it last week with my, like, we talked about ASPCA, ASPCA last week with, like, the Sarah McLaughlin ads and my sister, like, oddly got this ridiculous, like... Yeah, the tele- she got this, telephone tracing. Yeah, not ridiculous. Like, good for her. But she was telling me today, she was super pumped. She was like, I got two sustaining donors and, like, five... One-timers. Like, one-timers. And, like, she was like, I worked from, like, nine to noon today. And she was, like, on it. But I was like, you probably, like... I was like, do you, do you like, turn on the waterworks when you start talking about, like... Dogs. <laughs> just, like, slash, just, like, you know, do you just sing Arms of an Angel <laughs> when you call um but no like she is passionate about animals but it's funny because she's like you know she's kind of doing this job in the interim while she looks for another job but then like somebody else that we knew like knew that she was doing this and they were like hey i know this animal shelter that's looking for like an adoption facilitator like whatever um and like told her to update her resume and like get that over to them so Sweet. Yeah, like, and she's like, I mean, she That could was, work. I, I could see that. I don't know your sister, but that could work. No, she, honestly, when we were on our way to uh, North Carolina, I was 10. I know because I was 9 because it was, I celebrated my 10th birthday while we were on vacation in North okay. Carolina. 
And my, we were driving there, and there was a dead deer on the side of the road. And my sister sobbed hysterically for like two hours because we were driving. Like, get over it. <laughs> she sobbed because, like, she saw a dead deer on the side of the road, and like, she just was devastated. But she's the person, like, if she sees a cat or a stray dog, she will 100% like get right behind that and like. She will bring a stray animal into her house. I'm like, Nikki, you can't take this raccoon into your house. Oh my god! Yeah, I was. Legit- we have a, we have a, a couple stray cats out here, and I don't want them. I don't want to touch them. I don't want them near me. No, she legitimately. There was a baby raccoon. I was at her house once. And the Rakens. There was a baby raccoon. <laughs> Rakin. There was a baby raccoon, and she was like so worried about it. I'm like, you can't touch it. It's broad daylight. A. It's a raccoon. B. Mm. Like, it's probably rabid. If it's not rabid, like, just call the game warden or whoever you call when you find an animal that's, like, not in, shouldn't be in your neighborhood in certain times of the day. Like, you can't just go out. Like, but she was, like, so worried about this fucking raccoon. It's like the scene of Trailer Park Boys where Ricky's nursing. <laughs> He's got, like, a bottle. He's like, oh, the rakeheads are getting real big, Julian. <laughs> Fucking rakeheads. Yeah. Oh, well, my said, God. Like, she loves animals. Like, she always has, and... And I hope that she gets this job because that would be like super upper alley. She's super personable and she's good with people. She loves animals. Like she could totally just get those things adopted. Oh my God, it's pouring down rain. I know. <laughs> just notice that. On that note, yeah, she got quiet for a second, and then all of a sudden, you just heard the Boom. deluge. All right. Well, anyway. Harry social, Potter, social, social consciousness, and did stuff. Did you have, Did you already do the point that you talked no, about? No, I think I think I did. I I got I fired it off earlier. So you said you had one more thing to talk about. No, I I, I hit it though. I you hit did it. it. Yeah, it was before your before the the dog thing with your sister. Sorry. So anyway, this is drunk marketing. It is. I'm Chelsea. I'm Connor. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> oh, that was sad.